I'm Frances Robertson Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. In today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga, I'm talking to Vivian Hill. And she works with teenagers to support their well-being by helping them to manage stress and anxiety with her program, Funkhead. Now, we've just had a wonderful chat about all of the challenges that teenagers face at the moment during these difficult and challenging times, about the difficulties that we as parents face in supporting our teenagers and so she's shared with us some ways that we can support them some ideas and practical tips for helping us to be there for our teenagers because really when we are unhappy when our teenagers are unhappy it really affects our happiness and if you have had a child who has been suffering a child or a teenager who has been suffering you'll know how heartbreaking it can feel when we have the tools to support our teenagers it can be really empowering so here we are Thanks, Viv, for joining us today, for joining me here on today's podcast episode of The Explored Life. And it's more than yoga, isn't it? So we're exploring all elements of kind of supporting our health and well-being, but also our family, because that's such a big, important part of how happy we are, isn't it? I mean, I don't know about you. Yeah. My happiness is basically, I I love that saying, or I don't love it, but your happiness is always sort of at the level of your most unhappy child, isn't it? Have you heard that before? (laughs) I haven't heard that before, but yes. And in fact, interestingly, that's what I'm working on right right at the moment. That's a new project for me. Yeah, yeah. Funny you should say that, yeah. Well, that's interesting. And I've you know, been looking and following the work that you do, supporting specifically teenagers, isn't it? Yes, it has been, yes. And it's such a tricky time for the teenagers themselves, isn't it? It's fairly, very, very relevant to me because I've just um, just got myself a brand new teenager. So my son just <laughs> turned 13. Hooray! Yay! He turned 13 a couple of weeks ago, but he'd actually already seemed like a teenager for quite a long time before that. Yeah. And um, so I'm very sort of in the midst of it or just the very start of that sort of um, the, the different challenges that arise, you know, so you've gone through the, um, the kids when they're small and that has its own challenges. And then you have this new set of challenges um, that come when they become teenagers. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you support teenagers and their parents in the work that you do, Viv. Okay. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> um, uh, The work that I do, um, well, if I can just very quickly go back to the backstory, which was that I was that teenager. I was that anxious, stressed teenager because that's who who it is that I work with um, uh, when I'm running my Funkhead program. And um, 
I was that stressed, anxious 16-year-old doing, in those days, my O-levels. And I was, um, I had no idea what to do about it. You know, I was, I, w- I was probably depressed as well. Um, you know, there was a lot going on. And nobody really knew what to do in those days. I don't think they accepted, um, you know, stress and anxiety as something that could be treated. It was just pull yourself together and get on with it. And in fact, if you were stressed, anxious or depressed, you were, there was, you were a bit weak. Probably. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> yeah. And sensitivity was weakness too. I think, yeah. thank goodness, we're actually learning that it's a superpower now. So, you know, yes. <laughs> well, some yes. of us anyway, that's what I teach the kids. What's your superpower? Um, so it was years later when my now 22 year old who's at university was, uh, was doing her GCSEs. I, I, um, I realized I could help her when she was going through some anxiety and um, she ended up doing a uh, double site. She was at a Steiner school, so they didn't do GCSE sciences. And I, um, uh, she did, she started in January and of course did the GCSE exams in May, I think, and got a double A for her science, you know, and, Aww. and this was because she, I think, oh, you know, she was clever, but I think she was able to collect herself and study as she wanted to because she was interested in the subjects and it was all outside of school. So it was self-motivated, you know, self-driven. And I realized that I could help her with her, you know, make it smooth. So having said, having done that, it, it, came to me over the next few years that I could actually help lots of people. And that was that, that was when the seeds of Funkhead, you know, started to grow. Um, so then I developed Funkhead, which is a program that helps primarily anxious and stressed teenagers. And I work through a process with this program over the space. At the moment, it's a five-week program. I'm just about to run it as an eight-week program. I'm expanding it for some local children in Torbay. Um, We're bringing in some more powerful work, and that should be fun as well, because the thing with teenagers is they want a bit of fun. They want something to be uh, lighthearted, but effective. And so that's the tools that I work with have to be that, you know, they have to be, and usually quite quick, they have to be quick and effective and fun. And so, um, the, the process really is a case of getting rid of their anxiety, teaching them tools immediately. And the first contact I have with them, where are you? How do you feel? So it's about checking in it's awareness. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I think that we go through life asleep quite often, uh, complaining about things, how they come to us, but unaware of how we can modify our behavior uh, around all those things and how we can change our mindset around them. And so with the, um, with their awareness followed by a tool or two to help with their anxiety, which I promise will, they will be able to do it in a minute. Yeah get their anxiety right down in a minute. Um, With those two tools, they're already ready to go out and do things because often when we have anxiety and stress, and this is for everybody, not just teenagers, um, we end up with a a paralysis quite often. So we feel 
unable to do the things that we would actually like to be doing. You know, it causes um, it causes kids to maybe stay in their bedrooms or um, they they might, um, I mean, you know, there's an element of teenageriness that is yeah, bedroom yeah. bound, you know, that, yeah, yeah. that's part of the story and that's okay too. But um, if it's preventing them from living their life to the full, to not see their friends, to you know, be really, really upset, rattled, stressed, um, panic attack type, anxious about their exams, it's a problem. So once they've got those things nailed, then we start to go through a process of coaching, I I think, but to, to tool them up, to start to become aware of the things in their environment. It's a process of common sense, largely, but common sense is not something, you know, we think it's common sense. You go, well, yeah, that's obvious, that's common <laughs> sense. But actually, until you've thought it, it's not. So, um, yeah. so you go through a process and, and sort things out. And I had this lovely conversation with a mother a couple of weeks ago, having finished a five-week program with some, um, with Torbay Young Carers Group. And um, she said this, her son that this was about between weeks four and five, he'd gone to a family wedding. And that for most people is, yeah, well, yeah, so. But this boy was housebound almost. Wow. So full of anxiety that he wouldn't show his face, he wouldn't speak, he, he was covered. Even in the, when I did occasionally ask him, to talk to me, he was completely covered with a, a duvet. So he he needed to be um, completely supported from the outside and and cocooned almost. Yeah. So um, so for him to get out, dress up, go speak to people, go to a family wedding was huge. Uh, when she first said it, I didn't quite click. And then I said, so you know, he wouldn't normally do that. She went. I, I, it was my, in my wildest dreams, I wouldn't have thought that he would go. So that was a huge celebration and a huge impact on her as a parent, the whole family and him too, because every step outside your cup, because remember this is about comfort zone. So his comfort zone till that point, as is, as in with many, all probably anxious people, that's their comfort zone. You know, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until they barely can barely move. Uh So every step or slide outside your comfort zone is confidence building just, you know, and that's what the program is all about. That's what my work is all about. It's about getting people back into balance so they can slide outside their comfort zone and expand it and enjoy the expansion of life. I love that. I love that. And um, it's really interesting because I find that um, a lot of the stuff that I teach, it's that same idea that, oh, this is such common sense, isn't it? But it's often the most simple tools that are the most powerful. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And because they're so simple, we often overlook them and we overcomplicate things and we think we need to be doing all the stuff and, uh, you know. Absolutely. But actually it's like if you bring it back to the very simple, simple stuff, um, you know, and I'm sure you work with similar sort of things like the breath, you know, awareness. Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, relaxation in the body. Yeah. You know, they are such powerful tools for, um, you know, for being able to then, step outside of your comfort zone. 
Absolutely. And I think we do complicate things. Society has become complicated. And and we think that um, to be cool or to be right or to get it right, whatever, to, for it to work, it has to be complicated, but you're dead right. No, the simplest things are actually really good. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I I just think it sounds like such, um, such a wonderful program. And, uh, you know... I'm so pleased to be talking to you about it because um, I think um, what what do you find the um, biggest challenges that teenagers face at the moment are beyond just exams because exams are huge that's a huge thing obviously yeah, but yeah. there's there's other challenges as well oh there? yes there are and and they have really come to light over the last six months since we've been in lockdown. Um, uh, I would say it started off with the uncertainty of what the hell is going on. Mm. And and this goes for parents and children alike because this isn't just the children, but it was like, what does this, what's this going to do to us? So uncertainty is tricky. Um, And and I have a process that I've developed for that because – Um, when we understand what to do and it's really simple and when we understand what to do um, then we go all right okay okay yeah that's okay it's empowering Um, isn't it it is really empowering so so definitely uh, the uncertainty of things I think um, social isolation has been a problem um, well, it's interesting because a lot of the teenagers that I work with are anxious. And so the social isolation is a relief for them. However, that's, that is a picture of a shrinking comfort zone as well. Yeah. And so I don't want them to feel comfortable all the time. Solitude is a hugely, hugely important part of um, a, a mature and developed mind and, and spirit yeah. Um, we need that often. And, and the more introverted you are quite often or sensitive, the more solitude you might need. However, um, you know, the, the amount of solitude that, that um, an anxious person might desire might not be actually all that beneficial. You know, it's that it's that it's difficult as a parent, you know, how, how much time should they be spending in their room versus, you know, so that's, that's a whole different thing. But so solitude and, and removal from peer groups and stuff is a problem. Um, and, um, apart from that, and this is the thing that happens, you know, as soon as they're released, they go wild yeah. Because, you know, because we, we have parks in Torquay where I live, you know, and kids are just stuck together. So, you know, you can't make maturity from something that isn't mature yet. And we know that brain development doesn't complete until we're 25 or 26. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that that's a difficult one because, you know, we can't make things happen that aren't going to happen. Do you think that we expect too much of, of our teenagers sometimes? I think we look at it in a skewed way. I think we, we, um, I love teenagers. I think they're great. Um, they, uh, they prompt me to be more fun and to think of more fun things. Um, but I think in society in general, we're a bit, 
we'd like them to be seen and not heard or not even seen. And, and, and so I think that's a bit sad. I think they've got a bad name. Yeah. Um, and it's a phase we've all been through. As adults, we've been teenagers. And if we just spent a moment looking back, did I ever do that? Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. about like, this is one of the things about lying. You know, um, parents, I, I ran a parenting challenge, uh, I don't know, six, nine months ago, perhaps. And uh, one of the questions was about lying. And I, you know, my response was, Lies generally, from your teenager, are unlikely to be out of evil, mean uh, desires. What they want to do is uh, continue with harmony. We're all peace seekers to a degree. Yeah. Now, there is an element of, you know, things needing to be, you know, torn up and, 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 and craziness when we're teenagers, but, and, and beyond, but, um, but we do like peace. And so that's what a lie is often is about um, brushing something over so that we can continue without the fight. Um, yeah. I can't remember what got me onto that. Oh, sorry. Uh, I can't remember what got me yeah, onto that, but these are all things that are going on, you know. They so so that might be going on as well for teenagers. Is how parents? That's that's right, wasn't it? So how parents, how we as adults look at teenagers, um, and so they are maligned quite a lot. And we say it's um, oh, teenagers, you know, teenagers behaving badly, but we forget that there's a lot going on for teenagers. Often people are wrong in their idea that it's hormones that are creating it. Hormones will be drivers to a certain extent, but there's a huge amount of rewiring that's going on in the brain and sifting of, um, you know, as they're, they're from very small to teenagers, it's building, building, building all the neural pathways, all the connections uh, with, with their life are going on, they're being built. And when they start to get into their teenagers, Teenage years, they're sifting through those. I don't need that. Don't need that. Don't need that. I don't need that. And so they, you know, the teenager that you see is becoming. Yeah. They're they're still becoming. They're they're working things out. So if you can be kind and fun and nice to a teenager, you will be developing a much more rounded and mature um, adult. I love that. I love that approach. It's funny because when you were just saying about um, about the lying and you, you hadn't yet elaborated, I was thinking you were going to say about the parents lying. And I was thinking, <laughs> because actually I do um, notice, and it's almost like how you, this is how you can forget what it's like to be a teenager because you try to make it look a bit rosier, don't you? Yeah. Especially to your kids. You know, yeah. like my kids and I were talking about smoking on the way to school today because my girls are 10 and they're noticing kids in school uniforms in the secondary schools smoking. And they're saying, you know, we were talking about it. And then they said, did you ever smoke? And I smoked for years, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And I was like, yeah, I tried it once, you know, and, and you do that, don't you? You sort of, you rewrite your own teenage years, maybe a bit differently. And so maybe that sort of contributes to you almost, forgetting what the reality was like you know the nitty-gritty you know the hardships the challenges 
Yeah, I just uh, I thought that was amusing. I caught myself doing it, and I was just, <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's a good idea. I don't know. I don't know. So um, I think the the idea the reason for that is around not wanting to perhaps well maybe one of the reasons is to not want to encourage them to do what you did so that they they're stuck in that place that you were stuck in yeah um and that's an interesting thing too yeah we want to protect them don't we yeah from things we we don't want them to make the mistakes that we made yeah but the thing is I think sometimes there's a trap there that we um can I mean, they have to make mistakes, don't they? Oh, yeah. And I saw that was one of your, in your modules, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, failure, you know. Yeah, failure is a, a big part of Funked. Um, because, or, you know, it's something that I come back to. I, I talk about, and then I come back to it and talk about. Because we need to understand it in layers. Because we have, we have heard about success constantly, we see a finished product on the television and think, well, I want that. Yeah. Why am I not like that right now? But, you know, you, we, we forget, even teenagers have forgotten that there was once a time when they couldn't walk. You know, yeah. to, to go back to the very, very simplest, one of the very first things, they learn how to walk. And they couldn't get up and walk or... Uh, um, you know, if anybody's done that, I don't know about it. And it's extra, I, I expect it's extremely rare. So we go through a process of falling yeah. on our bums all the time. And it's okay to fall on your bum. I, I tell them it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to fall over. It's okay. Because as long as you don't give up, and most people don't give up walking, you know, we, we people are walking, you know, yes. we see people walking all over the place. I, I, part of that is to do with the fact that the child wants to be like the adult. I see lots of people walking, they're thinking, I want mm. to do that. So, you know, keeping positive affirmations in front of you saying, you can do this if you just keep on failing. Yes. And so, you know, you don't get to success without having failed so many times and that's okay and so I would get them to go away and for homework collect that week's failures and come back and tell me about them oh so that we have a laugh we go yay failed (laughs) at that yes one step closer to the success that you're going to have oh that's brilliant I love it it's such a good approach it's just that sort of slight reframing isn't it of the idea it doesn't have to be a negative and it's going to happen yeah so if we can, if we can normalize it and make it part of life, I did once hear about a man whose daughter would come home from school and as she came in, he'd say, so what were your successes today? What did you win at? And she'd tell him, he'd go, yeah. Okay. What were your failures today? What did you lose at? And she'd, she'd tell him and he'd go, yeah, <laughs> totally the same. Yeah. There was no different response for winning over failing because as a parent, if you start to just hooray about the wins you're also telling your children that failure is not great now I'm not a huge fan of the getting a badge for everything but I do think that that um be uh, you know being aware of what they've done and and being okay with everything and making it completely normal is a powerful powerful tool in the parents toolbox 
I love that. That's so useful. And that's a really good one. I can take that away. Practical tool. Um, I wonder uh, if you've got any other um, takeaways as we just sort of start to think about finishing up. Have you got any kind of real practical tips for us as parents of teenagers about um, how we can help and support them? Uh, yeah, I think the number one, the number one tip, uh, is to be okay for us to be okay. Um, because we, we imagine us as, as sort of energetic balls of a particular color. Perhaps if you're sad, you're blue. Perhaps if you're angry, you're red. If you're green, you're okay, whatever. And we're all bouncing around. But as you touch another ball or come into the vicinity of another ball, you change the color of that ball. Because we um, emotional states are transferable. And so if our children are unhappy or not okay, we're not okay. Yeah. So if we start working on being okay and 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 sort of not getting rid of or not not thinking about it, but for our own well-being, not looking at our kids' stuff and taking it on as if it's our own burden, because actually that just doubles it because they have it and we have it there. No, you know, there's no relief anywhere. That, that problem shared is a problem halved is partly true. It's not entirely true. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that would be my takeaway. I'm working on a program right now, actually, which is quite exciting about helping parents, mums predominantly because they're the ones that usually come forward to say, yeah. I've got a problem because I'm really upset when Joe isn't, when Joe's upset. So that's, that's my, uh, that's going to be another focus. Whilst Funkhead's running, yeah. I just yeah. had to run another course. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. I think work on your own stuff. And um, there are so many tools out there for us to be able to become okay when we're not okay. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think um, it's a lesson that I've learned and I, I'm still always learning. Yeah. Um, and I think that by doing that, what you've suggested, um, showing ourselves that sort of kindness and care, self-care, you're setting an example then as well, aren't you? Because children and teenagers learn by watching us. Most Absolutely. All, you know, yeah. watch what we do. You know, it doesn't matter what we tell them. But um, if we are doing the things to, for us, you know, then that we, it's going to transfer to them, you know, and hopefully when Absolutely. they grow up, they will do and know to do the same thing. So I think that makes utter sense. Yeah, it's uh, really, really a useful, useful tip. So thanks for that, Viv. No so problem. We're going to drop um the links to your website which has got all the information about the group sessions and the group coaching and the you do individual coaching as well don't you I do. one-to-one um, one, yeah yeah with the teenagers and also you've got this new program for yes parents. but that's on my facebook profile page that will be coming up that's developing okay well we'll drop all the links in so that people can get um in touch with you um and 
you've got a wonderful sounding sort of quiz, haven't you? That um... yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's an anxiety quiz. Mm. It it was developed to be used by sixteens and over. I suspect, however, you're probably likely to get a feel for how anxious your under sixteen child is by have, you know having a go at least, yeah, um, yeah. because it's not as though they can't reason. But I think that the the developers of the program, uh, the developers of the of this uh, test, had to have a you know yes have to have a yeah. guideline yeah so yeah that's uh, a banner on each of the pages of my funkhead facebook um website brilliant so um so that that's there's lots of tools there and resources that people can tap into and they can get in touch with you for more information yes get in touch with me yeah. email me yeah fantastic yeah well, thanks so much for chatting with me this morning you're welcome it's been great yeah and it's just um yeah all very relevant to me and a lot of good takeaways <laughs> for me there so thank you i appreciate thanks, it Francis. Thank you so much for listening today don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and i'd really appreciate that look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself i've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast Take care, guys. See you next time.